at long last, Admiral Schofield is on the Orlando Magic. Can you believe it? We finally get Admiral Schofield on the Orlando Magic. Oh, oh um, JJ Redick also announced his retirement. We'll talk a little bit about Gary Harris and uh, Ben Simmons is a thing, apparently. We'll get to all that on today's episode of Locked On Magic. Let me hit the animation and let's do the thing. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is September 22nd, 2021. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Whether you're listening on the traditional podcast network, podcast to display, or trying out the YouTube channel for the first time, subscribe wherever you can to Locked On Magic. Get it both for your earballs and your eyeballs. Uh, you can now see Locked On Magic everywhere. Uh, I'm trying a new background, trying the other side of my table since my light is right behind my desk. You can see all the fun stuff that I have. That's my 1994-1995 Orlando Magic season ticket uh, portrait. Don't ask me how I got that. It's 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 one of my favorite things. Uh, the original one's a lot better. 1989-90 is is one to one of my favorite ticket designs. Something you miss when you go when you go paperless is you miss fun ticket designs like that. Maybe we'll do a little tour of my Magic memorabilia at some point. Uh, now that there's visual aids in addition to my voice, but. That's delaying the inevitable. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, J.J. Redick announces his retirement from the NBA. We'll talk a little bit about Gary Harris and what to expect from him this season, plus the news about Ben Simmons, what it says about the Orlando Magic, and how you know where the Orlando Magic kind of play into all of this. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before you do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Gas Network. They're searching for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Land of Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want to know a little bit more, let's say, about our pals uh, in Major League Baseball with the Tampa Bay Rays as they get closer and closer to clinching a... No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college team, there's a Locked On podcast for you. To search Revy Download Podcast for Locked On in the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Don't forget to also check out the Locked On NBA Podcast. It's small market meets big market Wednesdays on Locked On NBA. Join Jake Madison of the Locked On Pelicans Podcast and John Corrales of Locked On Celtics for a look at the NBA week from all angles. Follow the Locked On NBA Podcast today on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Also, don't forget... Now that we have this YouTube thing, we're actually streaming this live. Um, you, you know, you, you're probably not watching it because it's like two in the morning when I record these usually. I'm going to do something special for y'all. Thursday, 5 p.m., usually do those locker rooms. Instead, we're going to do a live stream of Locked on Magic. I've got a few topics that I want to hit on, but I'll be monitoring the comments as well so you can watch along live and see how the magic is made with Locked on Magic. Five, that's 5 o'clock on Thursday, so 5 o'clock tomorrow. We'll try and make that fairly weekly, I would say. Thursdays are my best days usually to do that stuff. So we'll we'll make that pretty weekly uh, and see where it goes from there. It's the beauty of doing this YouTube stuff. 
Locked on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The big news uh, in the Magic world is not the signing of Admiral Schofield. Um, we'll we'll probably talk a little bit more about uh, the full roster um, coming up on Thursday's episode of Locked On Magic. But um, the big news what came in the morning when JJ Redick announced on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three, that he is retiring from the NBA after 15 seasons in the league. Um, it has been an incredible journey. And the moment I saw this news, first, I, I really loved JJ's very heartfelt thank you to everyone that he's interacted with in the NBA. Uh, he is really seen throughout the league as one of the most professional, one of the best people in the league. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to be in the locker room with JJ Redick for his final two seasons in Orlando. He was always someone that you could go to for just answers, to be perfectly honest. Um, he is someone that, you know, was always honest with himself, honest with the media, um, didn't really hold back, never threw anyone under the bus, obviously, but, um, you know, you you could get a picture of the team, and, and certainly you could argue this is because they let go better and like J.J. Redick, and a lot of fans that way, too. As we watch J.J.'s career advance after he left Orlando. Um, you know, he left Orlando a much sure person of him, more more sure of himself, certainly a more mature person as well. Um, obviously, here in Orlando, uh, he met his wife, um, began to, to grow up and and certainly experience success on the court for the first time as, as he recently, only, only in the last two years, did his playoff streak get snapped. Redick, of course, went on to play with the LA Clippers, with the Philadelphia 76ers, most notably. Um, and, and everywhere he went, he was a winner, but all this success, this 15 year career was never really guaranteed. It was never guaranteed to someone like JJ Redick. Um, Redick very easily could have fallen completely out of the league. That's the truth. And he frankly, very nearly it. the fact that a JJ Redick is one of the most celebrated players in the entire league, but certainly a, a player who is extremely popular among Magic fans, still to this day, very popular among Magic fans, uh, is really a, a miraculous story. And I think it's really important to kind of go back and think about this. Uh, certainly, when the, when the draft came around in 2006, people were skeptical of Jay. was this supreme score at the college level, someone who was just reviled in, in a way that very few players are reviled uh, at the college level, certainly going to Duke, had something to do with it. Frankly, I think something about, about the way he looked. Um, you know, there's all things packed in to why people seem to hate J.J. Redick. But at the end of the day, the thing about Redick was you wondered if he could translate to the NBA. He's a six-foot-three shooting guard, not a particularly great ball handler, not a great attacker. He he got, he got his points off of cuts, pin downs, things that replicated in the NBA to cutting player. You have to be elite at it because you change your offense completely to cut, um, to be that kind of a player. So Redick didn't have a shirt. wasn't a sure thing. And the magic picked him with the 11th pick. It's very popular. Certainly a name. Everyone recognized. It felt like the magic were getting a really strong player. However, Redick simply did not play very much his first two seasons in the league. And this is where the story is extremely interesting to me. Redick 
did not could not get off the bench with Brian Hill. Brian Hill wanted him to play defense. He played only 76 games and averaged 11.8 minutes per game in his first two seasons in the league. He showed that he could shoot 39%, very small sample, of course, but that's about it. Not enough to get him on the floor. And even when Stan Van Gundy came in in 2008, no one was really sure about him. No one was really sure if he could take that next step, if he could be the kind of shooter, the kind of score that, that a team would need, that he could defend at all. And it was in that summer 2008 that Reddick reportedly went to Otis Smith, Magic's general manager at the time, and requested a trade. And again, that's pretty bold and audacious for a player who just hasn't gotten off the bench. And Otis Smith, to his credit, and, and I think Otis Smith had a lot of shortcomings as an executive, but he had a lot of strengths as one too. To his credit, Otis Smith said, okay, we're gonna, we'll, we'll do our best, but I want you to be patient. I want you to give this a chance. And, and I think that decision, as much as anything, saved J.J. Reddick's career. It was dead. Even though he was a great shooter, shooting was not necessarily valued in the same way it is today. Reddick, it would have been a much different player had he got, grown up 10 years later. And frankly, it's partly because of Reddick and partly because of the magic in 2009 that his skill set became so important. Redick played a little bit more. He played 64 games during the 2009 season, but was still largely coming off the bench. And when the playoffs began, he was out of the rotation. The one thing we can always say about J.J. Redick is he took advantage of opportunity. When you gave him a chance, he was great with it. He, he ran with it as far as he could. And he got a chance in the 2009 playoffs. In Game 5 of the Magic Series with the Philadelphia 76ers, Dwight Howard inadvertently elbowed Courtney Lee, breaking, I believe, is breaking his orbital bone in his face. That's where the mask came from. And taking him out of essentially the entire second round of the playoffs. Courtney Lee did not return until the Eastern Conference Finals. Reddick was suddenly thrown into the lineup in an elimination game, no less, against the Phillies. And he acquitted himself well. In game six, he scored 15 points, making five three pointers. But what really stood out and what really made J.J. Redick was that Eastern Conference semifinal series against the Boston Celtics, a seven-game series that the Magic won. Redick only scored double figures twice in that series, games one and two. But he was part of the crew that defended Ray Allen exceptionally well. And I remember sitting there watching that 2009 series, watching J.J. Redick and being like, I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. Match his minutes with Ray Allen. He is shutting Ray Allen down. Ray Allen, perhaps the greatest three-point shooter in NBA history. I, I see you in the corner there, Steph Curry. We'll get to you in a sec. Perhaps the greatest three-point shooter in NBA history. Shot 19%. 19-1-9 in that series. And it can't all go to... to it obviously can't all go to J.J. Redick. Players like Michael Petras. Players like Anthony Johnson and Ray Alston, Dwight Howard, certainly all had a hand in slowing down Ray Allen. But Redick was the guy that started games on him. He had the primary assignment, and he played exceptionally well. J.J. Redick often credits Stan Van Gundy with saving his career. Um, he, there, there is definitely a lot of respect and a lot of uh, gratitude towards someone like Stan Van Gundy. He taught him how to play defense, how to position himself. And while Redick was never a strong individual defender one-on-one, -on -one, he knew where to be in the team concept. And that, along with his elite shooting, where he is in the top 10 of most of the Magic's three-point shooting categories, 
Reddick carved out his career. You could argue, perhaps, that that series showed the magic that it was okay to let Courtney Lee go, that they had their man in J.J. Reddick, and that he was more valuable than Lee in, in some respects. Certainly, the magic had to kind of recover a little bit after that 2009 uh, finals, knowing that Hito Turkoglu was probably going to be gone. They, they had to scramble a little bit. Reddick's, the appreciation the magic and magic fans especially had for Reddick only grew from there. He became a fan favorite for his hard work, for his three-point shooting, for his you know demeanor, for his personality. This is a guy who became a magic hero, one of the most beloved and popular players in magic history, someone that should probably be in the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame at some point. Um, I, I did run a little Twitter poll today asking magic fans uh, whether J.J. Redick should be in the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame. And as I pull that up, the results as the, at this point that I'm writing, it's 50-50. 52% say yes, 48% say no. Let me uh, put that to rest. J.J. Redick should be in the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame. Six years with the team, extremely popular, key part of the Magic's, uh, a key part of the Magic's finals run, near the top of the list of several categories, top 15 on in the franchise, I believe, or I think he's 17th actually in points scored. Redick is Redick is probably set for the Hall of Fame. Now, this is again, this is why a Hall of the Magic Hall of Fame is great for honoring the past, but we probably need to retire jerseys too for the really great players. But that's an argument for another day. The argument today, the statement today, is that J.J. Redick had one hell of a career. Made an impact everywhere he went. Left an impact, left a legacy everywhere he went. Or at least the, the three main places he was. And became an unlikely hero here in Orlando. So, you know, on behalf of Magic fandom, I, I think I can say pretty accurately here, Congratulations, J.J. Redick, on an incredible and fantastic career. The NBA is going to miss you. We hope that you're, you're able to spend time with your family and enjoy, enjoy everything that that brings. And hopefully we'll, you know, we'll certainly be listening to Old Man in Three, but hopefully we'll see you around the Amway Center what, uh, sometime in the future. I know, I know he lives in New York, but, but hopefully we'll see him back, back at the Amway Center sometime soon. Harris and what to expect from him is our player out series continues as we get closer and closer to the start of training camp. We're just one week away. Tuesday is the begin first practice, but we'll get to that coming up here in just a minute. But first, a quick word from our pals at now. Does this sound familiar to you? You got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You watch sports highlights on, on your phone like this one. And you've got your neighbor's best friend's login to get that premium channel that you're just, you're just not going to pay for. That's okay. I, I share my passwords with people too. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. 
Content varies by package. Podcast also brought to you by... Now, in, in 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleep realized fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on players had more scheduled games that got kind of short end on a playoff series, playoff week. Tough luck. It made no sense. Required very little strategy. Just had to check the thing every day and play players that actually were playing. So in 2020, two years later, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent's players simply had more scheduled games to play and accumulate stats are over. The days of mindless daily busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work, yeah, that's over too. And game picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchup, home versus away, opponent defensive rating, whatever you need to do. You pick the one game that matters and you rack up those points. Whether you prefer redraft, keeper, or dynasty, game picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code if you play fantasy football, if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work or daily keeping up with stuff, you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. This is a one-of-a-kind game mode. It's the most strategic fantasy basketball experience in the industry. Check out Sleeper today. Download the app and tell them Locked On sent you. So let's get back to our player before we dive into some national news a little bit. We'll talk more about the roster on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. Um, Gary Harris is a player who... You know, frankly, didn't get um, the chance that that he was in some way. Um Gary Harris, in many ways, is is chasing a sort of ideal of himself. Uh, he's chasing the 2018 version of himself. That average 16 points per game, shot 40% from beyond the arc, was a really, really good basketball player. We're all still kind of waiting for that Gary Harris to appear. But injuries have slowed him down so much. Injuries have made it difficult to really know who the real Gary Harris is. And unfortunately, for the Orlando Magic, you know, or fortunately, the Magic were able to get him healthy, were able to get him on, get him to play consistently, get him on that court. But they didn't see necessarily the best of Gary Harris. They didn't see the Gary Harris that he's essentially chasing from 2018. In 20 appearances with the Orlando Magic last year, Gary Harris averaged just 10.2 points per game and 2.3 assists per game. He shot only a 42.9% effective field goal percentage. He made 10 of his 20... His three-point shooting also struggled. Making 10 of 26 three-pointers with the closest defender six or more feet away, 12 of 30 with the closest defender four to six feet away. That counted for 22 of his 24 makes and 56 of his 66 attempts. 
Harris is a capable three-point shooter. That is one of the big, big, big things about him. And the Magic just didn't see that three-point shooting translate yet. Now, a lot of this is Harris has to get back healthy. Um, he struggled with injuries for most of his career. He struggled to play more than 50 games or more than 60 games for much of his career. Health is always the story, but that 2018 season looms large. 17 and a half points per game, 57% effective field goal percentage, 39.6% from beyond the, from beyond the arc. It is this reason that Gary Harris, in my opinion, is penciled in as the starting shooting guard. Because A, the Magic need a veteran in that starting lineup. I don't think they'll throw out all five young guys, and I don't think Marco Fultz counts as a veteran quite yet. Harris is going to play. Teams trust his defense. He was big defensively in the 2020 playoffs in the bubble for the Nuggets. And the Nuggets were, frankly, a little hesitant to get rid of him because of the backcourt defense that they would lose in the process. But right now, we just don't have any conclusions to say how close Gary Harris is to that ideal or whether Harris is just never going to reach that level again. His time with the Magic was a struggle. It's mostly a struggle to kind of get himself back into playing shape and back into rhythm. Uh, again, playing shape and regular shape are very, very different things. And Harris is going to spend this season chasing that ideal of himself once again. That, I, that vision, that idea of who he is. The Magic will give him opportunity, but yes, eventually they're going to move on. Unless Gary Harris is a key cog of a team that is a surprising playoff roster. Unless Gary Harris just looks like the perfect complement to a guy like Jalen Suggs. Harris is a free agent at the end of the season, and it, I find it hard to believe the Magic will retain him in that case. For Harris, this season is really about him, and the Magic are going to give him every opportunity because that's what a team does in this situation is they give players like Gary Harris their opportunity to earn their earn their keep, and that earns goodwill with teams around the league, that earns goodwill with agents, that earns goodwill with veteran players like Gary Harris. He'll tell his buddies, like, hey, Magic will take care of you. I know there's some struggles right now, but they will take care of you. That stuff's important. Don't think it's not unimportant. But for Gary Harris, the key this season is to stay healthy and to build back up that shot. If he can be a 3 and D player, he doesn't have to be the 2018 version of himself. He can average 13, 14, you know, even 12 points per game. Hits a couple threes, shoots around 38, 39% from beyond the arc. That'll get the job done. That'll make everyone in this order. You see a lot easier said than done, but Harris has had his struggles and he's got to find his way back. And that's really what's at the core of this season for Gary Harris. He has to find his way back and become the player that everyone believes he can be. At this point, I do think Gary Harris will be the starting shooting guard for the Orlando Magic. Um, or the starting small forward, actually. I do think that he gets into the rotation. I do think that he remains a key part of this team. And whether this team surprises people or not is going to be dependent on whether Gary Harris is, not that he's not an NBA player, but a starting level NBA player still. And that's kind of what's on the line for him. Regardless of what happens this season, I do think Harris will, um, will be back in the league. I don't think he's going to wash out of the league or anything like that. But 
whether he's a starter, high-level bench player, or just a deep bench player hanging on, that's frankly what's at stake here for Gary Harris. It's a big, 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 big year for him. And we're going to see exactly what he's made of and exactly who he is now with a full offseason of hopefully being healthy and a full offseason with this franchise and this organization. We'll talk about the big news come that came out on Tuesday around the NBA, what it has to do with the Orlando Magic, coming up in just a moment. But first, I got a I got a fun package yesterday. Um, yes, yes, Built Bar sends us samples. But uh, I was checking my emails. I get all the Built Bar emails. They said cookie dough was coming back. Cookie dough, chocolate cookie dough, or chocolate chip cookie dough, or whatever it is. It's coming back. And then guess what came in the mail yesterday? A package, a sample pack of the chocolate chip cookie dough. Limited edition flavors. Now you can try the great regular flavors that they have. You can get the mix box where you get two of the nine standard flavors like coconut, raspberry, double chocolate, strawberry cookies, and cream German chocolate. But you want those special flavors. You want the special offers because these built bars, they're fun. They're delicious. I still have like the churro from a while, the churro that they gave us a sample of that they sold a while back. Oh, oh my God. It's like I was back at Universal eating a churro. You know, get, the pro place to get churros at Universal is like at Cat in the Hat, like right by Cat in the Hat. There's, there's good churros in Seuss Landing. The point of all this is to say, Built Bars are the energy, the protein bar that tastes like candy bars. You get excited to eat them. They're not a chore to eat. They're not disgusting. And they don't make you feel fat, you know, bloated or anything, especially after a workout. These bars come with 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. You can get your own chocolate chip cookie dough. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Today's podcast. Also, Brock Palace at betonline.ag. Football is back and better than ever. All eyes are now on the gridiron as the seasons have kicked off. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget, use the promo code NFL100 to take advantage of this deal. From football, basketball, boxing, and even your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. So obviously the NBA world was buzzing on Tuesday over the big news uh, from Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN that has informed the Philadelphia 76ers that he will not report to training camp, will take whatever fine and suspension or whatever else is coming his way, and that his relationship with the Philadelphia 76ers is over. Um, My first response was, well, Okay, now it's official. You know, you you officially broke up almost, but you still got to live together. It's it's weird. 
this has been a long time coming. It's been very, very clear that the Sixers were kind of over some of Ben Simmons' shortcomings and his struggles in the playoffs. Um, it was clear that Ben Simmons was kind of over the cr- criticism and, and even some of the you know difficulties that they've had in Philadelphia. In, in some respects, yes, teams run their course. They hit dead ends. They hit walls. And it's very difficult to overcome those and stay, stay at, at the highest levels competitive. And, you know, Joel Embiid had an MVP caliber season last year and they lost in the second round. And that image of Ben Simmons passing up what looked like a wide open layup are still pretty haunting. It's hard to live that down. It's hard to go away from that. And so, yes, everyone is lining up to see who's going to get Ben Simmons. Um, the long rumors that Philadelphia would chase go after Portland, but Philadelphia's bargaining position here is not very good. They're in win-now mode. They need players that will help them win-now. They're trying to extract as much value as they can for a player who's very clearly an all-star. No one should sit here and say that Ben Simmons is a bad player. He's an all-defensive team player. He's a great playmaker, a great passer. Just not willing to shoot. And, of course, there's some. there might be some other issues involved as well. There are a lot of teams that are lining up for him. Um, you know, Portland was was a favorite. I don't think they're a, they're after Ben Simmons. Minnesota and Sacramento are considered favorites. Um, you go look at some of the odds that are people or some of the bookies that do put odds on where Ben Simmons will land. Yeah, the Orlando Magic are pretty high up that list. Is everyone seems to think the Magic just might go push in for a star? I you know I got into a long protracted debates with people about Ben Simmons. I, I'm not a fan. I don't think it would be a good decision for the Orlando manager to go after Ben Simmons. I don't think it's the right time. Frankly, chasing Ben Simmons right now would probably cost them Jalen Suggs. I don't see anything else that the Sixers would want. It would cost you Suggs, Harris, or Ross, one of those two. Probably a couple first-round draft picks. And yeah, Simmons is a very, very good player. Probably better than any player the Magic have on this roster, but... You sign a guy like Simmons or you acquire a guy like Ben Simmons, you're in win-now mode. And so you've got your roster to get him. Free agent, you have the you should still have the cap room to play free agency, but free agency, free agency is not the same. Um, and 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 you know, as Zach Lowe, I think, mentioned on his podcast on the low post, it looks like all the big names, all the like superstar players. They're just agreeing to extensions and forcing trades anyway. Their free agency, frankly, free agency is not the path anymore. It's all about trades. It's all about flexibility. And so, frankly, I don't care about Ben Simmons. What I care about is the lesson that you learn about going after a player like Ben Simmons. The same lesson that we talked about last year with the Russell Westbrook. When the Magic were one of the favorite teams to acquire Russell Westbrook. You got to ask yourself a bunch of questions about whether this is the all-in move. Am I going to bet my team's future on this? Are we ready to handle a player of this caliber? Now, obviously, you need star players. Star players are what determines victories in this league. You can't win without the very, very best players available. And Simmons would be a huge step up. Anything the Magic hat. But again, what do you have left and what can you build? That's that's the real question. 
The Magic right now are not in a position to make this kind of all-in trade. Right now, the, the assets that they want to build around are the assets the teams would ask for. They would ask for Jalen Suggs. They would ask for Jonathan Isaac. They would ask for the draft picks, the, dra- the treasure trove of draft picks that the Magic have. And what does that leave you to build around, especially in a short amount of time, build around a player like Simmons? Unless you know someone's coming to you in free agency or a trade is on the way. Which again, maybe it is. Maybe, maybe you can't swing that. That's not the risk the team should take. The trade, the star trade is the last piece of the puzzle. It's DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard. It's Kevin Durant added to that core already. It's Kevin Love to LeBron James. It's Anthony Davis to the Lakers. Even You find your star, whether it's through free agency, whether it's through the draft, and you start to build around them. I'm big right now on not skipping steps. The Magic carved this rebuild path, and they got to believe in their guys. If they don't believe in their guys and they think Ben Simmons is their guy, go get him. It's the same deal I always say in, on draft night. If you believe Ben Simmons is your best path to a championship, He's the player that you want to build with, that you want to feature and emphasize. Do what it takes and get him because that's such an important piece. That was the piece that was missing under Rob Hennigan. Now, I don't believe Ben Simmons is that guy, so I'm not advocating going for Ben Simmons. I think that would be a huge mistake. But the philosophy remains. When you see your guy, go get him. I say that on draft night. I'm saying that now again. Go get him. If you can't, but right now the magic's biggest asset is not necessarily Jalen Suggs. It's not even a player. It's their flexibility. We talked last year with the Russell Westbrook thing that it was good to hear that the magic were in position to make that trade. Not that they were going to make that trade, but that they could, they could put together a package that got them there. It was what Aaron Gordon and a bunch of draft picks. Now, the question was, were you confident that Russell Westbrook would be the guy that gets you where you want to go? Because we don't want to be, you know, what Chicago eventually did and perhaps stuck in the first round. Now, credit to the Chicago Bulls. They went out and got a second star to pair with Zach Levine, knowing that Levine might be gone, might be leaving when he hits free agency. And then they used this summer to add to their talent pool with Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan. I applaud that aggression even if I, too, am very skeptical of whether it will all work. But again, aggression's not bad. I'm usually for it. Magic, frankly, need to be a little bit more aggressive and should have probably been a little bit more aggressive after the playoff appearance in 2019 and certainly in 2020. The Magic, though, aren't looking for a quick fix. They're looking for a long-term permanent solution. And that's not Ben Simmons. Right now, we're at the first step. But the step where the Magic's, again, greatest asset is their flexibility. They have a bunch of assets. They have a bunch of players. They have a bunch of promise that they can continue to grow and develop, that they can build for the future. And right now, it's about cultivating that. Creating an environment, creating an atmosphere where a star player of Ben Simmons' caliber will look at it and say, that'd be a place I might want to play. I like what they're doing there. I can add to that. I can help that. I could be invested in that. Again, the Magic should not be looking for a quick fix. And that's exactly what Ben Simmons would be. It would be a headline and a little more. 
So Magic would probably be either back in that first round ringer or not even in the playoffs, and they spent a lot to get there. If you're going to spend that much, make sure you get out of the first round. Make sure you're able to actually compete for championships, for something more meaningful than just a playoff spot. Right now, the Magic are just not in a position to do that. The Magic need to be patient. They cannot skip steps this time. And they definitely have to get this star step right, whether it's in this draft or the next. So again, no pressure, Jalen Suggs. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the pressure and expectations on Jalen Suggs later on in the week. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic and watching today's episode of Locked on Magic on YouTube. If you're not already, do subscribe to the, to the, um, to the uh, channel on YouTube. Um, I don't know if it's exactly searchable yet. They, I think YouTube likes to see a couple videos get posted. This will be video number two. Um, so be sure to follow me on Twitter at philiprr_omd. I will post a link to this episode on there. And from there, you can find the channel. You can subscribe to the channel. And there you go. You have it. You'll be able to get it right in your inbox or find it very, very easily on YouTube. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your Best enabled listening device. You can find me at Philip R underscore me. Be sure to follow that as well. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out omagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Don't forget too, to check out the Locked On Bets podcast. Betting on the NBA, the NFL, or doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline8.ag wherever you get podcasts. Again, that's going to be today. We'll see you all tomorrow. Thursday. We'll see you all Thursday. See you all Thursday at five at five p.m. for a live stream of Locked On Magic. I have a few topics that I want to talk about, so take your questions to a live mailbag as well. So until next time, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. We'll see you all again for another episode of Locked On Magic.